Let's analyze it together. I have no idea why I felt the urge to write about this. I know this might be a sensitive subject and also will scratch many heads. But it is what it is. We have been misled and misinformed and now it's time to be awakened. You can't hide the truth for too long. As I always say, we must keep an open mind and remove ourselves from religions. Most importantly, is to ask God for wisdom and understanding to see the secret of the Torah. Before I go on, as I always start with my cliché, if you're comfortable in the matrix, I suggest that you take the blue pill and go about your business. Nonetheless, if you're like me, you want to get out of the matrix, take the red pill, and let's see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Here we go. I know we grew up hearing that the Jews are the chosen people. We also heard of the Holocaust and how the Jews were tortured and killed because of who they are. Understand, my heart goes out to anyone who had to experience such inhumane treatment. Nonetheless, the truth is the truth. I'm going to go to the scriptures so we can analyze them together. Everything must be proven by the word. After all, the Bible contains the full history of the children of Jacob, Israel, that we should be able to compare and contrast. If they are whom they say they are, the scriptures will prove it, right? Understand, guys, this is not about race, and don't make it either. Now, I will start with Genesis 10 2-5, two the sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. 3 the sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Ariphath, and Togarma. 4 the sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and, Bedadanim. 5 from these the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, every one according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. 4 the sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and, Bedadanim. 5 from these the coastland peoples of the Gentiles were separated into their lands, every one according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. As you see above in the scripture, the sons of Japheth are stated in verse 3 above. Japheth firstborn was Gomer, and he had three sons Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Togarma. The one we will focus on is Ashkenaz. I'm going to pull up Ashkenaz on Google. Ashkenazi, according to the scriptures, the Jewish people originated from Semitic tribes that lived in the Middle East approximately 4,000 years ago. In 587 BCE, after the defeat of the Judean kingdom, the Jews were dispersed and exiled into Babylonia and other areas. This information is from Google, and also if you ask any Jews about the Ashkenazi they will tell you that they are the descent of Avraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But you just read in Genesis 10 2-5 that Gomer was the son of Japheth. Not only that, they are what we call the Gentiles. The question is, how can the Ashkenazi Jews be related to Avraham or originated from the Semitic tribes? If I search the Ashkenazi DNA in Google, this is what it says, the DNA of Ashkenazic Jews can be traced to ancient Ashkenaz, an intersection of trade routes in eastern Turkey. I also want to remind you that the Ashkenaz speaks something called Yiddish. It's said that it is Hebrew. From what I've heard, modern-day Hebrew is mixed with Yiddish. Now, let's go back to Genesis 10:21. and children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, D the brother of Japheth the elder. We are also going to Genesis 11:10 to 32 but I'm just going to put verses 10 and 24 to 26 because this is where you get more details information about Shem's generations. Genesis 11 10, 24 to 26 10 This is the genealogy of Shem. Shem was 100 years old and begot Arphaxad two years after the flood. 24 Nahor lived 29 years and begot Terah. 25 After he begot Terah, Nahor lived 119 years and begot sons and daughters. 26 Now Terah lived 70 years, and begot, D. Abram, Nahor, and Haran. If you are not dyslexic, 
you will see chapter 11 describe the generations of Shem where you see Terah was the father of Avraham. He was the oldest son of Noah, not his second son, Japheth. Avraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac was the father of Jacob. It is pretty clear. Now, explain to me, how the Ashkenazi had any relation with Avraham or his descendants. Semitic derived from Shem, not Japheth. Understand that Avraham had other children. One was with Agar who begot Ashamael and the others were with another woman named Keturah who bore six children for Avraham after Sarah died. Nonetheless, only Jacob and his descendant were chosen as God's peculiar people. If the Ashkenaz were from any of the other sons of Avraham, maybe it would be arguable, but that's not even the case in this matter. If you read the Bible, you will see that the children of Jacob were a stiff-necked people, and they were always whoring after the other nation's gods. For that reason, they were always going in and out of slavery for whoring after other gods. It is a proven pattern you will see starting from Egypt continued to the era of Nehemiah. Slavery and destructions were the punishments they received for disobeying the commandments that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai for them as eternal ordinances. Avraham foresaw it before his death, and you will find that in Genesis 15 12-14, 12 now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. 13 Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them, and they will afflict them four hundred years. 14 And also the nation whom they serve I will judge, afterward they shall come out with great possessions. Moses warned the children of Jacob in Deuteronomy 28 that if they break any of the commandments, they will be cursed and scattered to the four corners of the earth as slaves. Deuteronomy 28 15, 36-37, 15 But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe all His commandments and His statutes which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. 36 The Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you to a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known, and there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone. 37 And you shall become an jay, astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations where the Lord will drive you. It didn't stop there, but in verses 45-46, to it read, 45 Moreover all these curses shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you, until you are destroyed, because you, M did not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to keep His commandments and His statutes which He commanded you. 46 And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder, and on your descendants forever. You see what verse 46 says, They shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder, and on your descendants forever. Another word the curse spoken by Moses will pursue and overtake them until they are destroyed. Ask yourself, which nation in the world you have seen these cursed manifest and remain as a sign and in which pursues and overtake and destroy until today. Now, let's go back to the Jews. Remember, I mentioned before that the Bible is the history of the children of Jacob, Israel, right? I also talked of the slavery patterns. Here is the question, were the Jews the group that fled to the mountains after the Romans destroyed Jerusalem in 70 AD as the Messiah foretold in Matthew 24? Were the Jews captured in Africa and scattered to the four corners of the earth as slaves? What language do the Jews speak in Israel, foreign or Hebrew? Now, the transatlantic slave trade is the last captivity of the children of Jacob. As we speak, the children of Jacob are living among the heathens in a strange land, speaking a strange language, and worshipping idols made of wood and stones. The other nations are ruling over them as we speak. They have lost their identity and become a thing of horror. Deuteronomy 28 37, 37 And you shall become an jay, astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations where the Lord will drive you. In another word, nothing good is going on for the children of Jacob right now. Life is not good for them at all because they are not yet delivered. After all, many have yet awakened from their slumber. Okay, 
they are still enslaved, not much physically but mentally and they are serving the other nations. Every curse you read in Deuteronomy 28 is upon them right now. When you look at the Jews, is the curse spoken off in Deuteronomy 28 upon them or not? The last I have heard, they are back in their homeland. Many of them live in the United States, they have their community and are well guarded. Many of them are very, very wealthy. How times have you heard a Jew was lynched, shot, or mistreated by other nations? On May 14, 1948, David Ben-Gurion, the head of the Jewish Agency, proclaimed the establishment of the State of Israel. U.S. President Harry S. Truman recognized the new nation on the same day. The information is online, you can research it and read it for yourself. Again, everything must be proven by the Word. Isaiah 28:10 for precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, and there a little, God is the one who will bring the children of Jacob, Israel, back to their land. Isaiah 11 11-12 And it shall come to pass in that day, that the Lord shall set His hand again the second time to recover the remnant of His people, which shall be left, from Assyria, and Egypt, and from Pathros, and Cush, and Elam, and from Shinar, and Hamath, and the islands of the sea. Twelve, And He shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. There shouldn't be any dispute about the Scriptures here. Here are more questions that we should be asking. If the verse says that God will be the one to gather them, was David Ben-Gurion part of the plan to do the gathering? If so, has the Messiah returned? Shouldn't the Messiah be the one ruling in Israel as of today? Didn't the Messiah say that He will come like a thief in the night, Revelation 16:15, and that everyone will see Him when He comes? Revelation 1-7, Behold, He is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him, and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of Him. Even so. Amen. Am I missing something here? There is a current Prime Minister ruling over Israel right now and I'm sure that he is not the Messiah. Ezekiel 21 26 26-27-26 Thus says the Lord God, Remove the turban, and take off the crown, nothing shall remain the same. Exalt the humble, and humble the exalted. 27 F overthrown, overthrown, I will make it overthrown. It shall be no longer until he comes whose right it is, and I will give it to him. 2 Take away from the Scriptures above. Number 1, Jerusalem is overthrown and it is no longer. Number 2, the crown will be given unto him meaning the Messiah, Revelation 19:7-8, Revelation 21:9-27. In the simplest term is that Jerusalem shouldn't exist or be rebuilt until the Messiah returns, and the new Jerusalem is coming from above already built. So, how is it possible for David Ben-Gurion to do that in 1948? How is it possible for Jerusalem to even exist and be built by men? What is wrong with this picture? Then, here is the next question, is Israel the promised land spoken of by God? According to Jubilees 8 12-17, if you don't have the book of Jubilees type the name on Google to read. Africa is the land flowing with milk and honey. What the Romans did was rename some of the important landmarks in the continent, also view ancient maps of Africa. The land that flows with milk and honey is not Israel as we know it today. Not only that, but look at the size of the land, it doesn't match the scriptures. I'm just saying.